Hello and welcome to this special edition of our OmniTalk Spotlight Series, where we are bringing you interviews with our top 20 OmniStars for 2022. The award was developed in partnership with Corso to recognize the top omni-channel operators based on the headlines and the work they are driving within their respective organizations. I am Chris Walton. And I'm Ann Mazinga. And we are pleased to welcome to the show today, Stephanie Cruz, the VP GM of Digital Commerce and Omnichannel at Walgreens. Stephanie, welcome to OmniTalk and thank you for joining us today. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great to have you. I'm curious, like, what, uh, what's this award mean to you, being an OmniStar, <laughs> first have, ever? Do you have your speech prepared? You didn't <laughs> know you had to have a speech, Stephanie. It's okay. I, I did not, but no, it's uh, excited to be a recipient. And, uh, and thank you guys so much for recognizing not just the work of me, but for all of our teams here at Walgreens who have really contributed to building an amazing Omnichannel experience for our customers. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, we are really excited to dig into that with you uh, for this conversation, Stephanie. And before we get started, we want to give a special shout out to our partners at Corso, without uh, whose support OmniStars would not have been possible. Uh, field leaders at over 25,000 U.S. stores are getting personalized, prioritized daily actions through Corso. It's radically simplifying work and helping them focus their store efforts, coach their teams, and see their immediate impact. Corso is the one tool your field leaders need today. Learn more at Corso.com. Okay, Stephanie, let's get to you. Let's learn a little bit about you and your background. I have been at Walgreens for nearly 11 years now. Uh, I actually started off my career in airlines and travel, having worked for American Airlines and Orbitz.com. Oh, wow. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I worked in pricing and revenue management, which actually has a lot of parallels to the digital world and the work that I do now. So, you know, think about, you know, being able to see the reaction of the market firsthand when you change airfare, for example, um, really being very data led, a lot of complexity in the operations, things moving very, very quickly um, so moving from airlines and travel to retail was actually a pretty natural transition. Sure. Um, it also gave me huge respect for customer experience. We've all had those experiences where you have a really amazing travel experience. And then some of those times when you maybe haven't had such a great travel experience, maybe, maybe in your recent history. Um, and it is a really hard thing to nail from an airline's perspective, because there's just so much complexity that goes into, you know, operating a a flight from point to point. And so when I came to Walgreens, uh, you know, over 10 years ago, uh, we were really investing in building out a best in class digital team. And so was really excited to take my passion for customer experience um, and a lot of work that I had done on sort of the more data and analytics side and bring it to this team. Um, We have a fabulous office in the city where we've really worked to create a really strong tech hub within it, really bring in some of the best digital talent. And so over the course of my 10 years with Walgreens, um, have worked in several different roles on the digital side of our business, uh, really leading up to the role that I'm in today, which is the, the VP of our digital commerce business. And Stephanie, explain that a little bit more mm-hmm. too. Like, where does that begin and end? And you mentioned a lot of the teams that kind of you've worked on building up to this role, but 
what does that include at Walgreens? Yeah, five to 10 years ago, digital leaders were just overseeing a D2C PL. Mm-hmm. And right. the role has really kind of transformed to be much bigger in terms of managing end to end customer experience and really taking on different meanings depending on the type of organization that you work in. Um, in the most formal sense, I oversee the PL for e commerce and our okay. same day offerings, such as okay. pickup, same day delivery. Um, also partnerships with on-demand delivery apps such as DoorDash, Instacart, Uber Eats, and Shipt. Um, and more broadly, my role is really to champion the customer journey from a digital lens and really ensure that we have solutions for her to get what she wants, when she wants, and where she wants it, and to make sure that we create the happiest path for our customers in doing so. Um, I'd also say broadly, you know, Myself and my team really serve as digital evangelists for the organization to really champion the role that digital can play in our customers' and patients' lives. That's great. Something I'm curious too, and and it's funny as we're doing these interviews with all the OmniStars, it's really interesting to me already, like how differently structured all of these different mm-hmm. efforts are amongst the people that are doing them, you know, quite honestly, pretty well. Um, using typical like retailing parlance, you know, merchandising, planning and allocation. I'm curious what under that falls into your PL responsibility or how is how is the structure um, coordinated there at Walgreens? Yeah, it's a great question. So um, under my team, we have uh, site merchandising and okay. site experience. Uh, we then have a team that does all of our site planning, web analytics, site optimization as well. Um, and then also the planning and forecasting for the business and a lot of the sort of decision analysis that comes along with running a day-to-day um, digital, digital P&L. Um, and then we have a team uh, that does all of our enablement from a customer and business lens. So okay. really defining uh, what are the capabilities that we need to invest in from a customer and team member standpoint and partnering with product management and engineering to roll out those capabilities. They also oversee all of our partnerships with uh, uh, our third-party on-demand delivery partners um, and really you know, ensure that we're driving a good experience there. Got it. Okay. So that helps give our audience an understanding of exactly how things lay out there. Uh, it's also a great segue for where I wanted to take the conversation next, where Anne and I wanted to go next, which is you know, one of the headlines that we that caught our attention last year as we were, you know, deciding who our OmniStars would be, right. and which is exactly how we did it. We actually just look back at the headlines and look to see who was actually driving work versus right. who gets all the publicity about it uh, or the pundits even. And and one of the things we noticed was your roles, particularly in in helping to roll out two hour delivery nationwide across all Walgreens stores. I think it was like back in May of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, using what you just said. Tell our audience like all that went into that. And please, the more detail, the better. Yeah. So um, first of all, this was a fast follow to pick up in 30 minutes, which we rolled out in November of 2020. Uh, We had really been working on creating that offering pre-pandemic, but obviously things sped up with the pandemic. Uh, And it was a very bold move for us to roll out um, a very, very best-in-class promise time behind our, you know, our buy online pickup and store offering that we were rolling out. So we rolled that out. And then we quickly followed, um, as you noted, with the two hour delivery in May of, of the following year. Um, and the the bar there and the boldness of that move was potentially even higher because 
um, when you think about the customer need behind this and the role that Walgreens plays in terms of meeting a customer's urgent needs, uh, we really had to make sure that we had a last mile offering that would satisfy the customer and deliver on those needs. Uh, we had been playing in the on-demand delivery space with um, Postmates and DoorDash and a couple of others for a while. We actually started experimenting with partners like that over um, probably over eight, eight years ago. Right. And wow. so we had a lot of learnings to draw on. But implementing the technology and operations on our own assets was, a, you know, totally different game. Um, you know, first there's the digital experience behind it, and our goal there was really to make it feel part of the existing ecosystem and experience, so that same day delivery was an additional choice for customers within the existing flow and not a totally separate experience. And mm-hmm. sorry, um, sorry, Stephanie, to pause you there too. How did you, and what does that look like actually in, in, in user experience, if you can tell us about that too? Yeah. So when the customer goes to um, our app mm-hmm. or our site, as they're searching for products and browsing and navigating for products, they will see uh, three options that they can choose from either uh, ship to home or to store, um, pick up at store same day within 30 minutes or same day delivery, which, which was two hours when we rolled it out. And now it's actually within an hour because Uh we've been able to meet the customer demand so quickly. And Stephanie, Um, is that all before, Oh, sorry. Is that all before the customer gets the cart or is it after the cart too? Right. It's all before they get to the cart. So they see it within the product details page within the product uh, search results as well. So as you're browsing and navigating and selecting products, you can choose whether you want it, you know, same day, whether you want it picked up, delivered, whether you, whether you want it shipped to you, and you can build a mixed cart as well. So we really wanted to be able to offer as much choice as possible for our customers. Um, so yeah, designing, um, for that user experience is obviously very complex, but then there's also, you know, fulfilling on it from an inventory standpoint, making sure the accuracy there is really good because when you're having something delivered, you're in an urgent need state of mind and not fulfilling on those items is really disappointing to customers. So we work to continue, um, you know, improving our inventory accuracy, which, um, we have real-time data behind, and that that had been rolled out with our buy online pickup and store offering, but we've continued to make a lot of enhancements there. Also, working to mobilize our operations teams and finding the right fulfillment partners was a big piece of it as well. And um, as I mentioned, we were able to fulfill on the promise time in such a way that we've actually been able to um, to actually be able to go to market now with a one hour delivery message. We stay really close to the customer feedback on this and to NPS and are constantly working to evolve um, the customer experience and offering to make sure that we can really um, optimize that. Well, you definitely evolve the customer experience. I mean, that's very progressive from a lot of what we've seen, Mm -hmm. even, you know, a lot of retailers are trying to get there, but aren't quite to the point that you're talking about, Stephanie, where that's, you know, the, at the top of the funnel, you're able to determine fulfillment option right away and get, you know, meet the customer's needs, their urgent needs. I'm wondering though, like, what did that look like in store and how were you translating like this amazing customer experience to changing the operations in store to fulfill those orders, to meet those promises. 
Yeah, that, um, you know, that was one of the biggest undertakings just from a change management uh, standpoint and an execution standpoint as well. So prior to having pickup and same day delivery, our stores had not really done any sort of digital fulfillment. So we really had to give them the tools and training to create this new muscle for them. Um, And when you think about everything that is going on within our stores, um, particularly over the past couple of years, it's it's a lot to ask our team members because Walgreens is doing COVID testing, COVID vaccines, we launched a rebranded loyalty or customer engagement program, new financial services. So there's a lot going on in the midst of trying to deliver on the day-to-day needs of our customers and patients. So we really think about our team member as our customer as well. Mm -hmm. And so we put a lot of thought into the tools and technology that we were giving them to do the operations and fulfillment in store. So they have a handheld device. On that device, we have a team member app um, for our same day services. And we, um, we actually review all of the, um, the flows and the wireframes and user experience behind that as we're rolling out new features and enhancements for our customers as well to think about how is this coming to life on the team members end so that we can ensure that it's as seamless and frictionless for them as it is for our customers. So it's really making sure that we've got the full kind of 360 view of how something is being executed. And then we also put a lot of thought into the communications and training behind it as well to ensure that they have the right training and that we're uh, we're really doing that on a frequent basis through, you know, newsletters and other vehicles. Mm-hmm. So Steffi, staying with this example too, I'm curious as, as people try to learn from you, where do you have to watch out for, you know, potential consistencies or inconsistencies, I should say, across the e-commerce and physical worlds as you're trying to roll something like this out? Like, are there certain places, like if someone's trying to embark on a similar endeavor, you'd say, hey, keep an eye on this, like it could pop or this could, you know, pose an issue as you're trying to create this seamless experience. Like what would some of those be? Yeah, I think in terms of um, consistencies and inconsistencies. So I think you, you really want to make sure that uh, first of all, like the inventory piece of it Mm -hmm. is of the utmost importance. I think making sure that, uh, the visibility is there that customers understand what's in the store and are not disappointed or let down by any sort of, um, you know, inaccuracies that may, may come as part of that. And so I think, you know, that's just sort of table stakes is making sure that you have the right level of visibility to be able to deliver on that baseline customer experience. I think um, one of the inconsistencies that I might point out is that online people are really researching and looking for discovery and inspiration prior to going into stores. And so digital can really be a point where you drive a lot more content and information and education. And so we really think about how are we bringing in the right level of user-generated content ratings and reviews to be able to uh, drive conversion and um, ensure that we give our customers the right level of information to be able to really drive that, that inspiration, discovery, findability. 
Mm-hmm. I want to I ask you more about the inventory piece, too, because we agree. I mean, I think inventory is the fundamental linchpin of making this all work and understanding right. it across the channels is is absolutely paramount. And yet sometimes people still don't understand that, quite honestly. I'm curious, in your mind, what are some of what what have you found is an effective way to keep a better control over your inventory visibility um, as you're doing this? Like, what are some of the methods you guys have taken to improve uh, upon your accuracy? Yeah, there's, um, I think there's the technical piece of it and then the operations piece of it. So from a technical standpoint, uh, you know, some of it just comes down to what tools and systems you're using, right? And so we have implemented new tools and systems, you know, we're on SAP, um, we also um, are uh, partnering with Blue Yonder. And so there's obviously technology pieces that are going into it. Um, and we stay really on top of that. Um, and there's the architecture behind how all of those things come together as well. So right. we've put a lot of effort into making sure that all of how all of the systems talk to each other is architected in the right way to not slow down that um you know, that visibility on the digital side of things. Yeah, that confidence level, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And what's there, that's what's actually there, right? Right. Then there's also the operations piece of it. And we've worked to um, roll out new roles in store to actually drive inventory accuracy. And then there's also, you know, processes and operations that our team members are taking on a day-to-day basis um, as a result of some of the the kind of findings along the way as we've dug into where we've had challenges and what the root causes of those are. I was curious like how you how you help the in-store associates then kind of prioritize what tasks they're going to handle like who's going to handle inventory accuracy who's going to handle like taking people in from COVID like how are you what tools are you using to kind of manage like okay team this is the priority for today go and then how to measure success based off of that. Yeah, we so we do have dedicated roles in store for fulfillment for same day pickup and delivery, um, but we give our uh, teams autonomy to assign those roles to specific individuals based on the day, as well as how many people they need working on it. So there's kind of a framework that we use, but then autonomy within that to have the flexibility to be able to adjust to different, you know, sort of customer needs and demand. All right. Well, let's shift gears a little bit now. Um, the other aspect of what you do or in charge of is, you know, the, the pharmacy business in general is perhaps one of the most complicated experiences to do omnichannel retailing really well, because aside from selling products, you're also, you're also essentially in the healthcare space. Um, we're curious, like what, what unique challenges does that aspect present as you try to improve upon Walgreens, the Walgreens customer experience day in and day out? Yeah, I think, um, first of all, thanks for recognizing the role that pharmacies play. I think there is a, it does drive more complexity in delivering on the experience. Um, Many of our customers and patients are really coming to us for need it now type trips. And that's, it's a really high bar. I think so we need to be able to get them what they need, get it to them as quickly as possible. And I think that's really where some of the same day offerings have been a game changer because we have the ability to meet that customer need more conveniently and, and more responsibly than ever, realistically. I mean, when, during the pandemic or at the height of the pandemic, if people didn't want to get out of their 
their car or interact with someone in person, they had the, the ability to do curbside or go through a drive-through. And so that gave them, um, you know, more safety in terms of options. Um, and that's really important to us in terms of, you know, being able to serve our patients um, in, a, in a really healthy and responsible way. Um, so aside from the regulatory and privacy concerns that we face, given the nature of our business, we just have to be careful with, you know, how we experiment, bring things to market to ensure that we're really able to meet customer needs um, and not jeopardize the trust or credibility that we've built with them. Well, Stephanie, you talked about some experimentation that you're doing. I'm curious what other initiatives that you have been doing. We, we called out a couple, but I'd love to hear from your perspective. You know, what are you really proud of that you and your teams have done in enhancing this omni-channel healthcare experience for your customers? Yeah, um, I think we've, so we've rolled out a lot of enhancements to the user experience over the past year. We've done a lot with substitutions, have done a lot with um, making it easier for customers to schedule their deliveries. You know, if they don't want it in an hour because they don't want it sitting on their doorstep, we give them an option to schedule it later that day or for the next day. And we've done a lot in terms of enhancing arrival notifications um, for curbside as well to really be able to deliver on a very, very quick handoff to customer there. So a lot of really good enhancements that we're proud of over the past year. I'd say one thing that I'm really proud of that um, we've started to do is really connect the retail and pharmacy experience for our customers. Mm -hmm. So we're starting to allow them to bundle their prescriptions with their pickup orders. Um, And what I mean by that is if someone is refilling a prescription digitally, and they also place a, an order for a retail pickup. They can have those all, it will all be bundled together for them in the pharmacy ready for pickup. Um, and they don't have to go to two separate points. They don't have to do their retail shopping separately. Um, they can get it all together. It's something that our customers and patients have been asking for for quite, quite some time. Yeah. Right. It just allows us to serve them um, more seamlessly and holistically. So um, there will be more coming on that over the next year, but it really will help make it easier, particularly for our pharmacy patients to meet all their needs. I love that. It's so it's like being in store. It's truly taking the in-store experience of, you know, like bringing the cough medicine up and the other things along with your <laughs> prescription and like right. sneaking them in and saying, can I please pay for these all together? My kids right. in the car, you know, yeah. like it's very exactly. advantageous for the retail. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, it sounds, um, it, it sounds very intuitive and simple on the surface, but when you think about all of the technology and operations that actually go into Absolutely. delivering something like that, it's, it's really, really complex. Well, that's what I want to ask you about. Cause I, I noticed you dropped a word in there that caught my attention. You said you're proud of it. You know, uh, I don't even know if you noticed that you said that, but I, I'm curious what makes you so proud of, of, of something like that coming online? Like, is it, the hard work and thinking back on everything that went into it or, you know, what is it? Yeah, I think it's, um, I mean, first of all, the complexity of meeting the customer need. Um, I cannot understate how, how complex it is to kind of stitch together uh, retail and pharmacy systems and operations and to be able to, but to recognize that we need to do that 
in order to meet our patient needs and make our patient lives even better. That's what makes me really proud is that we as an organization have taken on um, a really challenging and hairy task in order to make our patient lives better. I, I think that you've given so many great examples of that, Stephanie, and I, I do really appreciate you going into the detail that you have today. That's been great. Yeah, so that people listening can truly understand just everything that's going into, especially, again, the incredibly complex challenges of bridging a pharmacy and a retail experience. I would love to close us up with um, a pay it forward. Um, we, we're curious, Stephanie, who on the ground, as you're thinking about all these initiatives we've discussed, has been particularly instrumental in your work? Um, is there anyone like specific that you can think of out in the stores organization or um, on your team that you'd like to shout out to as being like best in class for helping deliver this experience for Walgreens customers? Yeah, our operations team has really been kind of the heroes behind the scene. Um, in in particular, um, Scott Haynes and James Lynn, who who are our operations partners, specifically dedicated to driving um, driving the digital customer journey, and they have just been really really good connective tissue to our field and in constant communication with our field leaders and team members on um, on you know positives and negatives of, of the experiences that they're having fulfilling customer orders in stores and in really doing focus groups with them to get feedback. So without their work, we would not be where we are. That's awesome. That's good stuff. That's why that's why Stephanie's good stuff. She actually named names. Yes. That's great. Like I love that. She took the she took the right approach, the approach we love. So um, yeah. Well, hey, Stephanie, I got to imagine, because um, I learned a lot listening to you from this conversation. I know I'm sure Ann did too. Um, you know, if people want to get in touch with you, maybe pick your brain, learn more, you know, as they're in their own retail organizations. That's why we do this, try to have OmniStars help other potential growing OmniStars in their organizations learn from one another. What's the best way for them to reach out to you and get in touch with you? Yeah, uh, people are always welcome to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, more than happy to um, to gain additional connections and uh, answer any questions or connect with anyone offline. Awesome, awesome. All right, well, hey, that wraps us up. Thank you again to Stephanie Cruz, the VP GM of Digital Commerce and Omni Channel at Walgreens. And again, one of the top 20 Omni yes. stars for 2022 for sitting down with us today. And as always, to everyone listening, thanks for tuning in and be careful out there.